0: Hello, listeners. This is Legal Talk Network executive producer Lawrence Coletti. The episode you're about to hear originally aired in September 2017, and we're bringing it back. This lighthearted discussion features blog writer and advanced certified paralegal Lisa Stone from the Tulsa Area Paralegal Association discussing paralegals in pop culture and whether or not their depictions are accurate in movies like Aaron Brockovich or My Cousin Vinny. So stay tuned. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Carl Morrison, a certified paralegal devoted to law, and your newest host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm a certified paralegal and paralegal educator, and I'm devoted to not only the paralegal profession, but to all legal professionals, from legal support professionals to paralegals and to those whom we support attorneys. I'm devoted to helping others enhance their passion and dedication for the paralegal profession through entertaining and engaging interviews. My guest today is Lisa Stone. Lisa Stone is a senior paralegal for TD Williamson and is an advanced certified paralegal through NALA. She has been a paralegal for nearly 22 years and currently serves as the communications officer for the Tulsa Area Paralegal Association, a NALA affiliate. She is an active member of NALA and is a member of the NALA Certifying Board. And of course I have known Lisa for many years during my time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I guess you could say we do go back. Welcome Lisa.
0: Hi Carl, thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be uh, my guest on our first show together and uh, first show as the new host for The Paralegal Voice. Before we begin, we would like to thank our sponsor, Thomson Reuters Firm Central, cloud-based legal practice management that streamlines your day and automates non-billable administrative tasks so you can accomplish more with less. And also NALA. NALA, the Paralegal Association, is a professional association for paralegals providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and advancement of the paralegal profession and has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. And finally, ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology and understand the litigation process. Visit Servenow.com to learn more. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your career and everyday job. My guests will be engaging and informational with a little bit of fun thrown in. And for that reason, I've invited Lisa Stone to be with me today. Our topic today is Paralegals and Pop Culture. Lisa, you recently penned a blog entitled Paralegals and Pop Culture – which I have to say was really entertaining, and I thought it was a great topic. First, why don't you tell the listeners about the blog itself and sort of its purpose?
0: Okay, well, the blog actually belongs to my local affiliated association, which is the Tulsa Area Paralegal Association, or TAPA. We have about 85 members in the Tulsa area, and we are celebrating our 35th anniversary this year. For many years, TAPA has put out a quarterly newsletter, kind of an old-fashioned PDF document. And we decided this year to move into the 21st century and get rid of the quarterly newsletter format and go to a blog, which enables us to reach our members in real time with information about not only our meetings and events, but just topics of interest to paralegals and legal professionals. It also enables us to reach an audience beyond our membership. And so one of those features, we do some fun things, including book reviews and other notable things. And so I recently wrote a blog post on paralegals in pop culture, because that's one of my favorite topics. And we will have an upcoming post on podcasts. So you might find that interesting.
1: Great. I will tell you, I love following blogs. And of course, I still have to keep in contact with my friends and family back in Tulsa. And so when I saw that, uh, the Tulsa NAL affiliate was writing a blog. Of course, I mainly had to, you know, subscribe to it and follow it, and I love it. I think you guys are doing a fantastic job with the blog. So, kudos to you.
0: Great, thank you.
1: So, let's talk about the most recent blog that you that you penned, which is the paralegals in pop culture. I'm like you. I love pulp culture, period. But I love it when I can marry uh, my passion for the legal industry and pop culture. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a great blog. So do you think the paralegals and the paralegal profession, are we really fully represented in pop culture?
0: Oh, no, I think there could certainly be a lot more paralegals represented in (laughs) pop culture. There's plenty of lawyer characters, but there's very few true paralegal or legal support professionals in pop culture. Paralegals are often behind the scenes, as you know, and that seems to play out in movies and television as well. We're often in the background, if at all.
1: I agree with that 100%. Uh, I don't think we're fully represented in any of these uh, sources of pop culture. So should there be more depictions in any legal dramas, legal Uh, books, TV, so on and so forth, of the paralegal profession, do you think we should be more fully depicted?
0: Yeah, I do. I think it would really, again, it just reinforces what we do and that we're there, you know, we're here, and the kinds of services we provide and on our role that we play. Yeah, it would be fun to see more paralegals out there (laughs) in the movies and TV and, and books.
1: I tend to think of us as the unsung heroes in the legal story, per se, because we are. We're Absolutely. in the background supporting our attorneys. So, yeah. Right. Do you think that these appearances in pop culture help the paralegal profession, or do you think it hurts it?
0: Um, that's a tricky question. I do think it brings attention to what we do, and that's important, but the paralegals that we see, especially in movies and, and on television, are often depicted as as uh, walking a fine line with the ethical boundaries, and often crossing into what I would consider unethical territory. It makes for an interesting movie or television program, but it can, you know, I think it can cast a negative light on our profession and the ethics that we hold so dear.
1: I have found uh, as an educator, especially teaching, you know, the intro level courses, um, when students come into a program, kind of some of the things they think we can do based on what they're seeing in, whether it be a TV show or a movie, based on those ethical lines that are crossed and their perception and and pre-notion that, oh, wait, we can do that. Well, no, we can't. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think it it, it is a tricky question, you know, depending on how we're being depicted and and how uh, it's being presented. Yeah, it might not be a a positive light. And uh, going back to the prior question, you know, yeah, we need more depictions of our profession, but it needs to be in a more positive light, I
0: think. Right. I do think And I'm sure that law schools see the same thing with young new lawyers or law school students, is that what we see in the movies and TV is that we will be a crusader for justice and use any means necessary to represent our clients or seek justice. And often those means are unethical and cross those boundaries. And those are lessons that students need to learn early on that it's that this is real life and we can't behave the way that they always behave on the screen.
1: Exactly right, and that's where the paralegal educators come in and have to kind of do a little, little bit of what I call cleanup work and and help educate them on the importance of ethics. So, let's talk about the first movie that you reference, Aaron Brockovich, and I will admit I love the movie. And I've known many other paralegals and and attorneys who have really given a positive praise for the movie and its depiction of the individual, what I call here as a paraprofessional. Tell me first, what's your overall take on the movie? How did you see that role?
0: It's one of my very favorites. I've watched it so many times. It's one of those where if I'm just flipping channels on the weekend and it's on cable somewhere, I always watch it. I just love it. It is an inspiring movie, especially if you have a passion for justice, for the the little person, or the you know the individual going up against the behemoth of some sort. It's very, it's the classic David versus Goliath type story. I also had the opportunity to hear the real Erin Brockovich speak several years ago at a women in law conference, and she's very impressive. And she doesn't look like Julia Roberts either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. You know, I always love the story of the David versus Goliath and, uh, you know, helping the little guy out. And um, I'm with you. I I think it's a a great storyline. Do you think Julia Roberts portrayed the role of the lawyer's assistant accurately?
0: Um, she's unlike any other lawyer's assistant or legal support professional I've ever seen. <laughs> she's quite a bit more <laughs> brazen than I would be. But on the other hand, she's very assertive. She's very driven. She's tireless. She is passionate about seeking justice for these people. I think another thing that can be taken from her depiction is that she really moved forward and took initiative in that movie with when she discovered the facts of this case and this file that had been kind of stuffed down into a lot of other records and was largely being ignored by this law firm. She, without waiting for someone to instruct her what to do, she just took initiative, seized it, and jumped on it and began investigating it and running down information herself and continued that throughout the case which is is a good – I mean, she may have used tactics and methods I wouldn't use, but taking initiative like that and seizing on it is always a good idea and can move you forward in your career.
1: I agree with you 100%. That is one thing about uh, her particular role in the movie that I also agree with you on, that she took initiative uh, granted. I, I with you. There's some things that she did that I would not have done, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I teach – Students, the importance of taking the initiative and and not always just sitting back and waiting for the next direction from your supervising attorney. You know, take the initiative to go one step further and do what's necessary to help progress the case along. Now, you have to temper that with, of course, the ethics in whatever the situation may be, but I think initiative is a good thing and it's a characteristic and a, a skill that is important to help make you succeed as a paralegal.
0: Very much so. Another thing I I do like about this depiction of a paralegal or, you know, or an assistant compared to others that we see in movies is there was a tremendous amount of time that Aaron spent just combing through boxes and mountains of documents and records and files. Yeah. And that's rarely depicted in representations of paralegals. You know, it's all about the glamour of being in the courtroom or or a deposition or something or a trial. But rarely do they show the real life work that we do, which is often spending days, weeks, and months just looking at records, searching for that smoking gun, tracking down information. I thought that was well depicted in this movie.
1: I agree with you 100%. The fact that she, you, you know, the movie demonstrated that, hey, it's not always, you know, a wonderful, beautiful <laughs> uh Job per se, career. Um, I wish I had a dollar for every time I had to go into a storage unit to dig through boxes uh, looking for records. So. Right.
0: <laughs> Sitting in some remote little office trapped in there for weeks on end looking at boxes and boxes of records piled to the ceiling. Right. We've all done it.
1: Right. <laughs> We've all done it. Exactly right. Exactly right. So what would you say are some of the shortcomings of the movie?
0: Well, I think... You know, you hone in immediately on on the way Erin was depicted in the movie. At least her behavior was often, frequently unprofessional. Um, in addition to her choice of wardrobe, which you know, oh, right. was another issue. But her just her behavior, the way she spoke to her coworkers, and the abrasive tone that she took with with opposing counsel. It's fun again. It's fun and entertaining on the screen. Um, in this classic David versus Goliath battle, but it's very unprofessional, and as we know, a paralegal's behavior is represents our attorney, and even when I'm in a situation where I've been pushed to the limit, or maybe, you know, my firm, or my company, or my legal department is under attack by the other side by our opponent, I must react and respond professionally because it is a direct reflection on the attorneys that I support. And so that's one of the shortcomings in the way she's depicted. And then again, also what we've referenced on before is that she did cross some ethical lines, trespassing on PG&E land, so she could get a water sample, um, things like that. Those are ethical lines that we shouldn't cross.
1: Right, right. And that's something that, of course, you know, is uh, depicted for entertainment purposes, but yeah, there's some things in the movie that, like I said, as an educator, I kind of have to do a little bit of cleanup uh, to help uh, educate incoming paralegals. Well, it's time to take a short break for a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion about paralegals and pop culture with Lisa Stone. Nella offers continuing education professional development, and voluntary certification for all paralegals. The Certified Paralegal Credential has been awarded to more than 19,000 paralegals. The Certified Paralegal Program is also the first paralegal certification program accredited by the National Commission for Certifying Agencies. NALA works actively with all those in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. Learn more about NALA at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre screen process servers. ServNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service find a pre-screen process server today. Visit www.servnow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Carl Morrison. My guest today is Lisa Stone, a certified paralegal and blogger who works as a corporate paralegal in Tulsa. Lisa, before the commercial break, we were discussing some of the shortcomings of the movie Aaron Brockovich, which you and I both have decided we both love the movie. But let's take a a moment and look at truly one of the moments in the film that I call was really an embellished moment in the film. And it's at the end of the movie when uh, she's in the office after the success of the case. When the movie first came out, our senior partner took us to see the movie as a group, all of us paralegals. And um, at the end of the movie, when Aaron receives that, two million dollar bonus check uh of course i had to turn to my senior partner and i had to say hey john when can i see that bonus that two million (laughs) dollar bonus and needless to say 20 plus years later um i'm still waiting for that bonus check
0: (laughs) oh (laughs) yes, me too yeah i can think of a number of cases where i felt like i had Put in blood, sweat, and tears, and I never saw a bonus check like that at the end.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there are many of us that have <laughs> uh, not seen that uh, bonus, that level of a bonus check. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> right, I feel sure I will never see a bonus check like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it makes for a great movie. It makes for a really great ending.
0: Yes, a very Hollywood ending.
1: Right. And, of course, every semester with new paralegal students, I always like to use the Aaron Brockovich movie to demonstrate that it's a great storyline, it's a great movie, but it may not be 100% accurate of everything that a paralegal does. And, um, of course, you and I have discussed it, some of the things, kind of borderlines on unauthorized practice of law, UPL, in ethical situations. I, I mean, wouldn't you agree with me on that, Lisa?
0: Yes, definitely. Like I mentioned, the trespassing. Um, I think there were probably times in the film where I felt like the counsel that she was giving to the clients bordered on legal advice, which is definitely prohibited. So, yes, there's definitely some UPL situations.
1: Right. And, of course, this is not um, a documentary, so it's not uh, 100 percent. I'm sure there are things that Erin did do 100 percent right and correct as a paralegal uh, right. in her time helping against pg and uh, and one of the things, speaking of the term paralegal, uh, they really never call her a paralegal or a legal assistant in the movie and in fact not once does anyone ever, and her herself, does she ever introduce herself as one do you think that the public really understood what her actual role was as a member of the legal team uh, in that film?
0: Yeah, the public may not know what her title is, and she may not have even had a title at that point in time, but I like that they depict her as very key and holding a very instrumental role in that team, that she was more than just their clerical support. She was a valued investigator. She was definitely had built a rapport with the clients that no one else had. She was you know, gathering affidavits and witness statements and reviewing and managing records. She sat with the attorneys at every hearing and court appearance. You know, those are all things that we do. And so whether they use the title or not, I think she depicted well what paralegals can do and do do on a regular basis. And that's what our profession is about.
1: I agree 100%. Okay, the second movie I want to talk to you about that you discussed in your blog is always my favorite. Always, always, always. It's My Cousin Vinny. I'm a huge Marissa Tomei fan. I have to admit that. I loved her in that movie. And you state in the blog that her character, Mona Lisa Vito, could hardly be called a paralegal. Why do you say that?
0: (laughs) Well, I will say I do like her. I especially like that her name is Lisa. I think (laughs) that's a a good point to start with. But well, I mean, she's, first of all, she's in a romantic relationship with her attorney, which is not necessarily wrong. They're engaged. And there's certainly plenty of husband, wife, or partners, attorney paralegal teams out there. But she's just very unorthodox. She's very unlike any paralegal I've ever known. She's I don't even think she started off in that role. She's just with Vinny as his fiance and his companion on this trip, this out-of-state trial. But she does step up and become his assistant in many ways.
1: She may not have a full paralegal education. Uh, Of course, we don't even know what her background, education background is in the movie, uh, which is not paramount to the story of the movie. But, um, yeah, we don't know really what is her true background, other than that she's helping uh, Vinny out and helping him with this particular case.
0: I think she does introduce herself as an out-of-work hairdresser at one point.
1: That's right, that that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) But there are many paralegals that have chosen a second career as a paralegal, uh, having done something else. So I, I will say that she does do a lot of things in the movie that a paralegal would do. She does help Vinny with a legal analysis, almost helping him virtually practice law uh, in a way. Would you say that what she's doing defines her as a paralegal by default?
0: Yeah, I think you make some good points there. I do. I remember a scene where she's telling Vinny about disclosure of records through discovery i don't think they use the word discovery she keeps calling it disclosure but it's essentially the equivalent of discovery of you know that the prosecution has to turn over their files and their records and whatever evidentiary support they have before the, the court appearance vinnie didn't seem to understand that until she explained it <laughs> right so she's definitely somewhere she's read up on the criminal procedure for that state and that jurisdiction so yeah, she's You know, that's a lot of what we do. So she does definitely step into a paralegal role by default.
1: You know, and and it's funny because a lot of times, you know, even when you go through a program, a paralegal, an actual formal paralegal program, and you learn all the basics, most of what you learn is on the job. Um, you got the core knowledge, but you're learning almost every day. And I, I, uh, 25 plus years later, still learn every day as a paralegal. So... Right. The other movie you reference is John Grisham's The Rainmaker, another great movie. Tell us about what I call the paraprofessional character in the movie. Uh, he goes by the name of uh, Dex Shefflett, and he refers to himself as a para lawyer. What kind of message do you think the movie sends by depicting a lawyer who's never passed a bar exam to act in a paralegal role, good, bad, or otherwise?
0: Yeah, on the one hand... I hate that it sends the message that paralegals may just be failed lawyers or people that are otherwise failures because they can't pass the bar exam. But on the other hand, it could be a good representation in that he's clearly given up on the bar exam and accepted this other role. Instead of abandoning the law altogether, he's decided to hitch his wagon to a young lawyer and help him learn procedure and process and become a better, more experienced lawyer, which is something that we've all done. We've started working with brand new young lawyers who've just passed the bar. There's a wealth of knowledge that an experienced paralegal can share with those new lawyers because they graduate law school not knowing a lot about the actual mechanics of practicing law, the procedures and things like that. So I guess that Part of it's good because that's he really does walk Rudy Baylor, who is the lawyer character, through how to take this case to trial.
1: You bring up a a really good point, and I'm sure I know you've done it and I've done it. And many of us paralegals that have been doing it for many, many years when you work in a law firm and especially in larger law firms, the more seasoned paralegals are paired up with the entry level uh, associates and uh what i always tell students is that you know an attorney is the master of the law and a paralegal is a master of the procedure and we're there to help support our especially the, the new attorneys and like how deck sheffled in the, in rainmaker is he's there to help uh, the main character i'm blanking out on his name now
0: <laughs> rudy
1: rudy thank you <laughs> Uh, Rudy actually has to have that help with the procedure. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. What are some of the ethical issues?
0: Well, I mean, when we first meet Deck Shiflett, he's sort of an ambulance chaser paralegal. He's trolling hospital wards, watching for car accident victims who are in traction and in pain, and signing them up as you know new <laughs> clients. So there's, a, you know, I think he walks a fine line with his solicitation of clients. And then later in the movie, he and Rudy put on kind of a a little fake scenario for their opposing counsel to trap them into some jury tampering. And so, you know, I don't know that they did anything completely wrong, but it, 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 there's a lot of just kind of ethical gray area with the way they took that case to trial. But they were also up against, much like the Aaron Brokovich movie, They were up against a Goliath, and they were representing a little guy. And so it's another Hollywood depiction of the ends, you know, the end justifies the means in ethical behavior.
1: Right. And you bring up a a good point about uh, the ethical gray areas and teaching students that, you know, it's not always 100% black and white. There are still some gray areas, but there are some very, very gray (laughs) areas uh, depicted uh, in this movie. So a couple more questions here. There's been numerous references in movies and TVs and books about paralegals and the paralegal profession. Do you think all these depictions have helped our profession in general?
0: I look at it as all attention can be beneficial. So anytime the word paralegal or a depiction of someone who does what we do is in the cultural lexicon, it just brings attention to our profession. It may not be the most flattering or positive attention, but it does remind the public that we exist and that we do more than just clerical work or just answering a phone there are legal support professionals out there that can do a lot of helpful and useful things to support an attorney. So I do think it's it just puts us out there, and that's the most important thing.
1: and I agree. I agree a hundred percent that you know any time that you know we can be depicted, even if it's not in a positive light, uh, but our profession in general, I think it helps us overall. Right. Do you think that there are improvements to be made in the way our profession is represented?
0: Oh, absolutely. It would be nice to see a depiction of paralegals who are successful at what they do while staying within ethical boundaries and guidelines. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, a lot of what we do would be very boring on screen. I don't think it would sell a lot of tickets at the box office, <laughs> uh, watching us go through you, records, you... watching us... Sit at our computer <laughs> all day, uh, you know, so that's why we don't get a lot of screen time in Hollywood. But yeah, it would be nice to see more creative depictions of the kinds and the the broad and varied nature of what paralegals do, especially outside of litigation.
1: Right. I mean, although I disagree with you, I think it would make for a great movie to see an individual. Sort through <laughs> seventy-five boxes of documents. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Well, there would
0: here. be that. There would be that exciting moment with the musical montage in the background when you finally find the smoking gun in box number seventy-eight. You know,
1: right? Exactly, right. <laughs> okay, I got to ask you. Talking about pop culture, what's your absolute favorite? Movie or TV or book that depicts a paralegal character?
0: Well, it probably really is Aaron Brockovich. I just, I absolutely love that story. I love that it's a real, true story. And like I mentioned earlier, I like that it shows that not everything she did to get to work on that case was glamorous. There was, in fact, little of it was glamorous. She spent countless hours sitting out in that dusty, you know, water resources board office going through mountains of documents that were literally piled to the ceiling and to the rafters. That's very realistic. And then, of course, you love the Hollywood ending with the justice for the victims in that case. And then and learning about what Erin went on to do and to achieve after that case. She has a very successful career now doing a lot of toxic tort litigation and acting as a consultant. So I do. That's obviously my favorite depiction of what we do. What about you, Carl? Who's your
1: favorite? Uh, uh Uh-oh. So um, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, My favorite is Erin Brockovich. I, I, like you, there's just so many different things that I I love. Um, I love her tenacity. I love her passion that she has and drive, not only to support her attorney, but more importantly, the clients that she's representing she is truly dedicated to not only the law but to her clients. And number 2, I loved how it really showed a true, like you said, a representation of, of what we do. It's not everything we do is glamorous. And I loved how it showed her working late into the night, her sitting up in bed, you know, with documents, you know, working around the clock. It, it affects her family. Her children her you know boyfriend at the time and uh, how it truly shows that yeah our work when we're really dedicated and driven you know we uh, we make sacrifices and I thought it really made and depicted accurately the life of a busy litigation paralegal having done litigation forever and a day. I saw myself in her in many different scenarios throughout, you know, the fact that she was able to rattle off phone numbers and addresses off the top of her head for, you know, however many hundreds of clients. I almost could do virtually the same thing. You get so intimately, you know, aware of your client and you know them inside and out more than you even know yourself. And uh, I thought that was such a great depiction. And, of course, I wish I had a dollar for every time I worked past 10 p.m., <laughs> uh, or on the weekend as a litigation trial attorney, and I'm sure you can uh, agree. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, I, yes. Those days are behind me now, but yes, I, I've had many of the same experiences. <laughs> but yes, I've had my whole living room floor covered with stacks and stacks and stacks of documents, trying to organize thousands of pages of records. You know, things like that.
1: Years and tears, that's what I say. It's years and tears. Um, (laughs) Okay, I got a fun question for you. So we're talking about paralegals and pop culture. If someone wrote a book or a script of your legal life, who would you want to play you in that movie or in that Hmm. book?
0: That's an interesting question. Um, Not necessarily because she looks like me or I look like her, (laughs) but I always like Sandra Bullock. I think she plays a good, you know, normal, middle-of-the-road type person, which is probably how I would be depicted. And I like that she can drive a bus at 60 miles an hour and keep a bomb from blowing it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While sorting through 500 boxes of documents. So, yes. Right, right. Lisa, this has been great. I really uh, had a great time with you. Uh, I think this is a, a great topic about paralegals and how we're demonstrated and, and depicted in pop culture. If any of our listeners want to get in touch with you or if they wanted to follow the blog, how would they do that?
0: Well, our blog is at pulsaparalegals.wordpress.com. You can also visit TAPA's website, which has a direct link to the blog, which is just tulsaparalegals.org.
1: Perfect. Great. Lisa, thank you so much. It's been great having you on the show. I really uh, appreciate you coming here and talking about uh, your blog and specifically this one about uh, pop culture and paralegals. And thank you for doing this
0: you so much, Carl. I always enjoy talking about our profession and especially in a pop culture context. I could talk about that all day long. So this has been fun.
1: (laughs) Great. Thank you. Let's take another short break now. Don't go away because when I come back, I'll have news and other paralegal tidbits to share with you. Firm Central cloud-based legal practice management software for solo and small law firms provides a single online location for all of the tools you need to manage client files and perform client work and offers unrivaled integration with Westlaw. With Firm Central, you can securely store and organize documents and case files, manage time tracking and billables, and collaborate with clients through a secure client portal from anywhere there is an internet connection. Welcome back. The following are some upcoming paralegal and paralegal-related conferences worth noting and, more importantly, attending. So uh, please note these on your calendar. Uh, And be sure, if you haven't registered for one, that you do so soon and attend. Now 66th Annual Education and Networking Conference will be in full swing October 4th through 6th at the Sheraton Norfolk Waterside Hotel in beautiful Norfolk, Virginia. Great sessions and some fun events are lined up. Of course, I will be in attendance and I'm looking forward to networking, learning, and having a lot of fun. National Federation of Paralegal Associations is having their annual convention and policy meeting October 12th through 15th in fabulous New Orleans, Louisiana. And I will tell you guys, I love New Orleans and I wish I could be there. I know they've got great education lined up and members and non-members alike are going to have a great time. The American Association for Paralegal Education is having their 36th annual national conference October 18th through 21st at the Sheraton Albuquerque and Albuquerque, New Mexico. Unfortunately, this year uh, will be the first time that I'm going to miss it and missing the Paralegal Educators Conference, uh, but I know they've got great speakers lined up and education in store for the attendees. And finally, we come to a new segment of the show I'm calling The Listener's Voice. This is an opportunity for you as a listener to send me an email with any of your questions, your career celebrations, anything related to the paralegal profession you want to share with me. I'll read them and I'll select those to actually read on the air. And so if there's a particular topic you want to hear about or have a question that you'd like for me to answer or particularly uh, if there's a guest that you have a question for and I can reach back out to them and get an answer for you, send me an email and let's make your voice, the listener's voice known and heard. So send me an email at devoted to law at gmail.com. That's D E V O T E D the number two L A W at gmail.com. That's all the time we have today for the paralegal voice. Stay tuned for more information in upcoming podcasts where exciting paralegal trends, news, and engaging and in fun interviews from leading paralegals and other leading legal professionals. Thank you for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by The Broadcast Professionals at Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit legaltalknetwork.com, subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS, and find Legal Talk Network on Twitter facebook and linkedin or download legal talk network's free app in google play and itunes and reminding you that i'm here to enhance your passion and dedication to the paralegal profession and to make your paralegal voice heard